Welcome back to another episode of the Teen Catalyst Podcast, helping teens become men and women of impact. Today, I'm continuing the series of financial tips for teens. Last episode, we went through five. Today, we're going through the next five. Last week, we talked about becoming financially literate, eliminating debts, creating a budget, finding the balance, and earning more. Today, I've got five more tips for teens in creating your personal finance plan. So let's jump right into it. Tip number six is understanding the magic of compound interest. Now, you might have heard this over and over and over again, but it's true. And since you're young, you've got an ally on your side to grow money, and that is time. Never underestimate just how powerful time is when it comes to increasing your wealth. Albert Einstein once said this, Compound interest is the eighth natural wonder of the world and the most powerful thing I've ever encountered. Einstein said it's the most powerful thing he ever encountered. It's far better to save small when you're young than larger amounts when you're older. If you can save about six to 12 months worth of income in a savings account and then have that you know, set aside for a rainy day, it'll earn a higher interest rate at the bank or wherever you deposit it. Just let it keep getting renewed and let the interest compound. You'll be amazed at how much money you have by the time you're 50 or 60 years old. You might even top up that amount as your income increases. You know, keep keep putting it in there. Now, bank accounts these days don't have the greatest savings rates, but there's other ways where you can get good savings account rates. I mean, not at a bank, but through many different avenues. And we're not going to go into that today. But leverage the power of compound interest and start saving early. It's the best way to grow your money over time. Tip number seven, make intelligent financial decisions. No matter how wise you think you are, it's inevitable that we're going to make mistakes. But by thinking carefully before you spend your money, you limit the amount of mistakes that you make. Once you start working, you get a job, you start your own business, whatever that is, you're probably you're going to find yourself renting a house or buying a house. Now, you could rent forever and move from place to place once your lease is up or you know, once you get tired of the place. Or you could see if you have the availability to buy a house. Now, with a little bit of research, you can know if a home is in an emerging neighborhood. You know, if a house costs $250,000 and you can get an FHA loan with 3.5% down, that means you need to have just under $9,000 saved up. Now, is that an easy amount to save? Pretty easy, yeah. You know, if you have a plan. Now, if you save $365 a month, you'd have enough saved up for the down payment in just 24 months, two years. That's not that long. Now, you'll be renting during this time, of course. But after that, you have your own home. And every mortgage payment you make goes towards owning an asset that appreciates over time. Most of the time. Right now, the real estate market is super high. So if you're looking to buy a home, wait until the market comes back down. See, rent payments only give you shelter for 30 days. House payments are for an asset that eventually you will own. Now, this can be a wise financial decision, but you've got to weigh it out. You've got to put it in a spreadsheet. Like if you buy a car, buy a pre-owned car with low mileage because if you buy a brand new car, the thing depreciates massively the instant you drive it off the lot. A car loses 20% of its value within the first year of ownership. 
Okay. Buy pre-owned. You'll save a lot of money. It's a lot smarter. Do your research. Find ways to do to reduce your expenses while building your net worth. Number eight, max out your retirement accounts. Now there are several options such as 401ks, IRAs, and so on that allow you to save your money. The 401k is typically an employer-sponsored savings account and your employer contributes a certain percentage that matches your contribution. Okay, you definitely want to contribute here or you'll be missing out on the free money your employer would give you. Not everybody's got this option. But if you do have an employer who offers that, it's kind of like free money. And who doesn't like free money, right? So now you can't withdraw from that without a penalty until you're 59 and a half years old. You're saving for retirement here. And the contributions, depending how you have it set up, are tax deferred. And so your taxable income drops in the here and now. So that can be a win-win. So when you're older, you're in a lower tax bracket, you might end up paying lower taxes on withdrawal if taxes don't skyrocket between now and then. So you only know how to do all of this by studying the topic or by talking with a financial advisor. Draw, get them to draw up a plan that you can follow, something that sets you up for retirement. So yes, save up for retirement. <laughs> Number nine, invest, invest, invest. Now we all think that investing is just reserved for big players like Warren Buffett or a big Wall Street whatever. The truth is, anybody can invest if they have the funds for it. What's important to know here is that you shouldn't go in blindly and just invest haphazardly. Once you've eliminated your debt and you've saved up an emergency fund, your extra money can go into stocks and bonds and mutual funds and all of those different things. Cryptocurrencies, real estate, those are all good things to invest in. Now, you don't have any business investing until you settle your credit card debt, your personal loans, and so on and so forth. The interest rates on those balances far exceed the gains that you make on investing, and it cancels them out. If you have a credit card that's 21% interest every month, and you're only making 6% return on your investments, well, guess what? You lost out on a bunch of money. So get rid of the debt first. When you're investing, you need to know your risk tolerance. Since you're young, you'll probably have a high risk tolerance. Any losses can be recouped over time, but it's still best to invest in companies that show promise and then hold on to those stocks for as long as you can. Study investing, do your research, invest your money, let it grow. And last but not least, marry wisely. Yes, marry wisely. The partner you choose will impact your finances in a way that you never thought possible. If your future partner has a lot of debt, that debt will become yours too. Like when you marry, everything is each other's. If the person you marry has poor spending habits, your household expenses will be a headache that will, you'll constantly be in debt. Some partners want a lavish lifestyle with little regard as to whether or not they can afford it. That's what credit cards are for, they say, and swipe. A marriage that ends in divorce can also have a significant financial impact you know, with alimony, child supports, and all of that. Those things become an issue. So choose your partner wisely. Make sure they're level-headed when it comes to money and responsible spending. Marry someone whose financial philosophy is in alignment with yours. Now, over the last two episodes, we've gone over 10 tips out of the many, 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 many financial tips that are out there. But these are some of the most important ones. Remember them, apply them to your life. Manage your money wisely and it will grow. 
You got to remember that good money management does not happen by accident. You must have your mind on your money and your money on your mind. Not to be obsessed with it, but to be aware of what's going on with your personal finances. If you like this show and the work I do, I'd like to invite you to leave a rating and a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you take your podcasts. And share your favorite episode with a friend. That really helps us out. helps us get the word out to more people. I really appreciate it every time someone shares the show and all the feedback I get. It's awesome. And if you're wondering how you can go deeper, faster with becoming a person of impact, becoming someone who can impact the lives of other people, I work one-on-one with teens on the five keys to an impactful life that we talk about over and over and over again. Every single episode that we put out here at the Teen Catalyst podcast is based on the five keys to an impactful life. It's mindset, it's your relationships, it's your health, it's your finances, and it's developing fulfilling work. Those are five keys to an impactful life, and I help teens develop those things so that they can become a person of impact. If you want to know more, send me a text. It's 270-681-8536. Just say, hey, Ken, I'd love to know how my teen can join your program that you've got. I'd love to know how you can help them develop those keys to become someone who can impact lives and change the world. Do good work.